Welcome to Jade Explains Death, a place where the more morbid the curiosity, the better. We'll be confronting the one thing humans fear most, death. Each episode will be dedicated to a manner of death, and I will paint a vivid picture of how each would feel, as well as share some of the darkest yet most interesting real-life stories. Get ready, because we're about to embark on an adventure now. Welcome back, my true crime cupcakes. We are getting so close to Halloween. I'm so excited. This is the first of my back-to-back -back Halloween episodes. We're going to get into some of the best horror movie death scenes. I'm going to explain how realistic they are and give you a play-by-play -play of how each would actually feel. My content may be upsetting to some and for a mature audience. Listener discretion advised. Just in case you haven't seen the movies yet, I'm going to describe the deaths in great detail. What kind of a death explainer would I be if I skipped past the Saw movies? There are so many wonderfully grotesque traps from that series that it was honestly tough to pick. Let's start things off right with the reverse bear trap, which makes its appearance in the original Saw movie. Here's your dilemma. You awaken in a dark, dingy room with your head feeling like it weighs one-third of your entire body. You have a metal contraption secured to your face and head. Your jaw is throbbing, as if you just took a nasty punch to your lower face. There's a rancid, metallic taste in your mouth that is on par with how an oily machine shop smells. Your arms won't move. They're restrained to your chair. You hear an abrupt, white, staticky sound to your side. As you turn your head in that direction, the pulsating in your jaw intensifies and shoots down into your throat like a bolt of lightning. You see a television, which begins rolling a video. A freaky-looking dummy with rosy cheeks appears on the screen. He proceeds to explain that the metal pieces are connected to both your upper and lower jaw. If you do not find the key and unlock this device before the timer goes off, it will spring open, basically ripping your jaws and face apart. Your task? Find the key, which is hidden inside of the stomach of your dead cellmate, a man who must have obviously lost his game. When the video ends, you immediately hurry to try and break free from the restraints. You succeed. The moment that you stand, you feel a tugging sensation on the back of your head. You hear an ominous ticking sound. You've clearly triggered the timer on the device. This creates a feverish explosion of hot adrenaline to shoot from your gut. You feel as if you are choking on both your utter terror and metal. You find your cellmate lying lifeless on the floor along with a sharp object to aid in the surgery that you're about to perform. The moment that you lower the tool, you see movement. That son of a bitch dummy lied to you. He's not dead at all. Of course, if you've watched this film, then you know how this trap ends. But for the sake of dramatics, we're going to pretend that you fail this trap. You just can't do it. You can't bring yourself to slice open a living, breathing man. First of all, how realistic is this device? And would it actually rip apart your jaw and cause death? People who worked on the set of the film claim that the actual device that they used was in fact real and could actually rip a person's jaw apart. This could easily be a white lie told to sell the realism of the entire scene. Believe it or not, this trap was inspired by some very real torture devices from a time long ago. One device in particular was known as the Iron Spider, hated already, or the Breast Ripper. That's honestly even worse. It's completely made of iron and looks almost like a weird set of tongs with sharp curved forks at the end. This tool was heated until it was near glowing and placed over a woman's breasts until the fork was searing and pinching into them. Ouch! She was then forced to back up until entire chunks of her bosom was ripped from the rest of her body. 
This trap is a far cry from the iron spider, but in this day and age, it wouldn't be a problem to create a contraption similar to this that would actually rip apart your head. It could be used with springs. This would likely require a bit of surgery first, which is what I assume happened in the Saw movie. Some of the hefty metal pieces would have to be basically implanted into the jawbone to guarantee that it'd be secure enough to not dislodge upon opening. And I have some bad news. This trap would induce death, but not an instant one. It might not even be that quick depending on your luck. The extreme force of this machine springing open would definitely send serious shockwaves into your skull, possibly causing several fractures or even a webbing-like crackle. If enough shards of bone penetrate your brain in the right areas, it could render you brain dead or at least unconscious in seconds. But that's not a guarantee. If your skull remains mostly cracked but largely intact, well, you'll be left in utter horrifying agony while you bleed out. And it would feel a bit like this. As this device detonates, a jarring jolt ripples up to the top of your head and down your chest. You can feel and hear your mandible bone, the large bone that holds your bottom teeth in place, shatter into hundreds of pieces. Even your molars would crack and possibly break apart. Every single nerve in a few inch radius would take a beating. The ones closest would be severed and more or less mutilated, creating this deep electrical explosion that feels hot enough to fry an egg. If you weren't so fucking overwhelmed by the many horrid sensations, you might be able to tune in close enough to track the path of destruction. After making a dry grounded coffee out of your mandible and teeth, splinters would sail up along the sides of your head all the way into your skull. It's like a human-sized earthquake is ripping life-altering sinkholes into your bones and tissue. Even the bone around your eye sockets would feel the power. Wanna know what that means? If those socket bones splinter apart, they will have no problem impaling your eye globe and making minced meat out of your optic nerve. This will cause its own party from hell. A strobe of deep pinching will invade your eye and mind. It would feel similar to having an ice pick jammed right up in there. Who knew that such a device could cause a conscious light lobotomy? Your maxilla bone, the bone holding your upper teeth, buckles so much easier than your mandible, and even that collapsed quickly. Your front teeth will shatter. Your head is inevitably sailing backwards from the force, which will shoot some of the sharp tooth fragments into your gums. This will feel like a series of the worst abscesses of your life. It's like your entire mouth structure has been inflated with corrosive cement. You would literally die to just relieve a little bit of that pressure. Oh, and we can't forget about the tenons. Those ligaments that were once inside of your jaw have damn near exploded. Ever have a thick, and I mean thick, rubber band snap and get ya after you basically stretched it to the moon? Yeah, it's a little like that, but it is a lot more insanely intense. If your skull bone does basically turn into a high caliber bullet sailing into your brain, your lights would be permanently turned off within three seconds or less. But like I said, that's reserved for the lucky. There are many blood vessels that will completely rip apart, likely in several places, which will kick off bleeding out. There's also a slight chance that your rapidly dwindling blood supply coupled with a severe trauma will cause your blood pressure to tank so rapidly that it would knock you unconscious. At least one can hope. The total amount of time that it would take for you to lose enough blood to cause death will be within a one to three minute span of time. It might not seem like a long time, but when you're confronted with that level of unleashed agony, it would surely feel like a mini eternity. One of my all-time favorite saw traps is the pendulum trap. This one isn't even loosely based on an execution method, it's right on the nose. This trap functions in a very similar fashion to the original pendulum device. 
It's rather ingenious. The Pendulum makes its debut in Saw 5. The main difference between the Saw version and the real-life version is just the mechanism of how it works. You are lying with your back down on a table with your arms secured in heavy-duty restraints. Above you is a triangle-shaped blade on a long, narrow swing. The blade swings back and forth above you, slowly lowering each time. In 30 seconds, it will begin slicing into your flesh. In 60, it will cut you in half. Of course, you're offered an opportunity to thwart this device, but it's a pretty impossible decision to make. The only way to stop the blade from lowering is to destroy both of your hands. In the video, you're shown that there's a device nearby that will basically do it for you, which I find a little easier than having to cut them off yourself, at least. You simply stick both hands into the device and push the interior buttons. This will cause the machine to completely crush them, turning them into dust. So to review, your options are do nothing and lie there as the pendulum slices into your body over and over until you're cut in half. Or crush both of your hands, which actually might even kill you as well if you don't get help quickly. Which would you choose? You can't decide. You're in complete panic. The survivor that resides deep inside of you looks for an alternative that does not involve being crushed or killed. Sadly, this is a deadly error. That 30 seconds goes by in a blink. As the triangle blade severs your first two layers of flesh in the center of your belly, you lose your ability to brainstorm altogether. This pendulum is swinging fast. It not only severs your skin, but the force gives the appearance of your flesh exploding before your eyes. Trickles of blood spurts up into the air like a tiny fountain. Loose pieces of your skin clings to the moving blade, only to fall off, landing next to your fresh wound. The velocity of the metal creates immense heat. Initially, you're overcome with a raw sensation as if your belly's being dragged along unlevel gravel at 70 miles per hour. What follows is a deep twinge that has you convinced that the first cut runs much deeper than it appears. The blade's coming back already. You clench your eyes shut in anticipation. You are definitely not beating this trap now. You are pinned, attempting to shrivel up into the actual table as if that's even possible. You rip your eyes open as the blade sinks into you. Somehow, having your eyes closed makes it feel worse. You are horrified to see that at least a full inch of the blade has vanished into your body. Your first wound, the one reminiscent of road rash, is being reassaulted. It's like someone's digging into it with a spoonful of lime juice and salt. You scream so loud that you feel like your head may fly off your body from the force. Shit, here it comes again. This third strike penetrates deep enough to pierce your large intestine. This pliable, almost fuzzy-like organ may even adhere to the blade, allowing it to rip out a small distance from your body before jumping off. The best way to describe the absolute disgusting misery is as if you have a long, thick zipper made of nerve endings. As the bubbles are pierced and pulled, it will feel like that zipper is being ripped open over and over. Every single time that it's widened, it drops acid onto your tissue, creating a brand new sizzle. You definitely wish for death at this point. Your deep vessels are contracting, sending shivers of cramping running outward. It's almost as if they're anticipating being severed and killed. Even after the blade rises and gives you a little break, it doesn't feel like it. At this point, it's as if a chemical fire is just devouring your once unscathed tissue. Internally, there's a whole lot going on as well. You are well past the point of bleeding internally, which is causing any surrounding tissue to swell. This gives way to a maddening pressure deep inside of you. You're like an onion with oh so many layers. Each one has its own hellacious sensation. 
It's flooding your brainstem. Data overload. Your brain doesn't even have a clue how to protect you at this point. It's every man for themselves, or in this case, every organ. It's swinging back into your meats again. This time, two-thirds of the entire blade disappears into your tissue. How the hell am I still alive, you wonder? Your stomach lining has now been perforated in several places. Your leftovers from lunch are spilling out into your peritoneal cavity, the area surrounding your organs. Every single one of your surrounding muscles is spasming wildly. Fun fact, you can be sliced in half and survive, for a little while at least. Your heart is still above where you've been severed. You are definitely draining massive blood at this point. This blade is sharp enough, and especially with its swinging force, it can definitely cut into your spine. The inconvenient truth is that you'll likely survive for at least one full minute dealing with this disgraceful state. Let's dive into a more recent horror flick. I was so surprised at how much I loved these movies. This was a series of three movies based on writings by R.L. Stein, who I of course loved when I was young. These movies were definitely not made for kids, but they came along with some wonderfully gory death scenes. I'm talking about Fear Street. I would have to say, aside from the final destination, the bread slicing scene from the first Fear Street movie has been by far one of my biggest requests. This scene happens towards the end of the film and it left a huge impression for a few reasons. One being that you just didn't expect the character named Kate to die. There seemed to be a foreshadowing that this small group of eclectic teens were going to survive this horrible night. It takes place in a grocery store after hours. The ghoulish killer and Kate embark in an action sequence fight that the viewer, of course, expects to see. Kate pretty much looks like a badass through most of it. That is until the killer is able to get a firm grip on her. Conveniently, there happens to be an electric bread slicer nearby that is already plugged in and ready to go. This bread slicer has a ton of rows of sharp metal where you're supposed to feed the bread through in order to get those perfectly even slices. Once turned on, the sharp metal rows begin vibrating, which helps to cleanly slice into the bread. The killer threw Kate down and began feeding her head through the bread slicer. This left us with a very visual and horrific end result of evenly bloodied slices of Kate's head. This scene is far-fetched, but honestly, some of the best horror movie death scenes are. An electric bread slicer does not have the power to slice into bone but that would make this even worse. This would be a suitable torture method that would be sure to get people to spill all of their darkest secrets. The scalp is one of the most sensitive areas of our body to pain. Any amount of injury to this area is a gift from hell that keeps on giving. As the teeth of the metal blade sinks into your scalp, it will feel like molten glass is being poured over the top of your head. The vibrations and slicing will of course generate a ton of heat, have you ever gotten into the shower only for the water temperature to get all wonky? You end up with steaming hot water coating your noggin, which sends you through the roof in surprising, biting pain. And that's only a sliver of a fraction of what this would be like. Your hair would get caught up in the moving metal too, which would feel like chunks of it are being shredded from your head. It will also bring the sensation of powerful electrical impulses shooting downward all the way into your upper back. What makes this so damn awful is the fact that just a second or two in, the blades will not be able to go any further. They've hit bone. But the vibrations won't stop, which means it will just sit there, slicing into your scalp, making a huge mess of it as it reassaults the same sensitive tissue over and over. Eventually, they will kick up hunks of scalp, sending them dancing into the air. 
It's a good thing that you cannot see what's going on up there, because the sight of your hair and skin exploding would no doubt amp up the torture. But trust me, it's still happening. The heat is rising and pooling beneath your top two layers of skin. Now you feel like someone shattered a plate glass window over your head and is forcing you to do a headstand on a Bunsen burner or hot plate cranked on high. The reason why this would be such an effective torture method is because you're not losing a catastrophic amount of blood. Certainly not enough to bring on shock or death anytime soon. Depending on how sadistic your killer is, they could just keep you there with this terrible machine eating your scalp. With each passing minute, the sensations amplify, even when you don't know how the fuck that's possible. The buzzing sound would taunt the hell out of you. Every one of your senses would sharpen. Eventually, it will start to sound like you're at the dentist having your teeth drilled. You would desperately want to escape to a safe haven of unconsciousness or death, but neither would come for you, not for an hour or several. In the movie, Kate was dead in a few blinks of an eye. That would definitely be a better alternative to reality. I suppose there just isn't enough time in a movie to show a person slowly bleeding out all while enduring megawatts of horror. You know, it took me an entire day to pick out a death from Final Destination. There are so many great and grotesque ones, and every single one is rooted in reality to a certain extent. I finally decided on the pool drain scene from Final Destination 4. This treacherous fate befell a character by the name of Hunt. He simply wanted to engage in a refreshing swim on a hot summer day, but he got way more than he bargained for. After diving into the public pool and getting within a foot of the bottom, he became vulnerable to the forces of the wide-open drain. He tried to flail and outswim the suction, but it was no use. The drain won the battle and basically forced him to sit right on top of it. Can you guess what happened next? Though, from the camera angle in the pool, it doesn't look like much is happening. The viewer soon realizes that his insides are being sucked out of his body through his rectum. When the camera pans over to the pool sensor, you see blood spurt up into it. You know that your suspicions were correct. In the final scene of this horror, Hunt's friend is looking for him all around the public pool. The pool drain sensor is climbing rapidly until it eventually erupts curtains of Hunt's blood, which looks like a red paint, but that's neither here nor there. So, is this plausible? Abso-fucking-lutely. This movie scene did take some creative liberties for the sake of dramatic flair, of course, but there have been several real cases of people being disemboweled by pool drains. Sadly, it's happened to mostly kids. One young girl actually survived her ordeal, but not without numerous surgeries and a permanent colostomy bag. That's basically a device that collects fecal matter from your body. It's used when people have had to have large pieces of their bowels removed. Here's an unsettling fun fact for you. The average pool drain has a suction power of up to 700 pounds or 318 kilograms. Though these things are not going to pull you into them from above like in the movie, these drains are typically only a threat when you sit on top of them or get hair or jewelry close enough. Many drains have covers, which makes them a little safer, so don't go canceling your swimming plans. Just remember to remove all jewelry and be mindful of the dangers. For one little six-year-old girl, a day at the pool resulted in months of agony. She made the fatal error of sitting on a drain in a waiting pool. The suction power prevented her from getting free from its grasp, similarly to Hunt in Final Destination 4. The drain pulled a large chunk of her bowels from her body. Some kind of divine intervention took place that allowed the girl to finally stand. 
That divine intervention was a huge chunk of her intestines. As they were ripped out, it actually broke apart from the rest and clogged the drain, which allowed her to get free. Her mother knew something was wrong the moment that she tried to walk. She looked woozy and was falling to her side with each step. At first, her parents thought she was possibly suffering from sunstroke. There were no visible signs of blood on her swimsuit. There was no sign of real injury at all. On the way to the hospital, the little girl kept falling in and out of consciousness. Doctors later said that there was no scientific reason for the girl to have survived. Her intestines were, in fact, ripped off from the rest. Numerous surgeries were performed, and the six-year-old girl continued to fight with everything that she had. Her liver began to fail rapidly. Her skin was yellow from jaundice. She tried so hard to get back to some semblance of normalcy. She even returned to school for a short time. A few months after the horrific incident, a new sense of hope was delivered to her and her family. A liver was available, and it was a match for her. The surgery itself went surprisingly well, and it appeared that the little girl was on the road to recovery. It was short-lived. She took a downward spiral fast, having to return to the hospital. Sadly, six months after the freak incident, the little girl died from complications. There have been a couple of survivors over the years. Their testimony offers hope that you wouldn't experience terrible pain if this were to happen to you. They sometimes didn't even remember the actual incident. They simply remembered waking up in the hospital forever changed. If you did feel it, it would at first feel like the worst urge in the world to go to the bathroom. Within the first second, a horrid eruption of blight throbbing heat would shoot downward into your rectum. Once the drain grabs hold of your bubbles, they will most likely come zipping out of you quickly. It goes back to that zipper. It's like having a huge zipper made of sensitive nerves just being ripped open over and over. Each new rip intensifies until you straight up feel like you're spontaneously combusting from your chest down. If you're trapped in a large pool, you'd be contending with the onset of drowning at the same time. Who's to say which would monopolize your mind the most? I mean, my money would be on the agonizing misery of your disembowelment. You are losing blood rapidly, so you might wonder if drowning is accelerating. Your head would grow hot and full within that first minute. A deep nausea would whelm in your gut. You'd feel your body on the precipice of nodding out. You may or may not make it to the 87 second mark. That's the moment where your brain will force an involuntary breath. There's no cheating this. Your blood is filling up with a dangerous amount of carbon dioxide. Your brain forces this breath as a last-ditch effort to save you. Obviously, not understanding that there's nothing it can truly do for you at this point. These incidents are rare, but surviving them is even more rare, mainly because the blood loss and trauma will disable you. If you're completely submerged underwater, you'll drown if the blood loss doesn't win the race. Plus, these incidents don't actually look like anything to witnesses. You can be in a pool full of people, but there likely won't be any blood or sign of injury floating to the surface. It'll all be suctioned down into the drain. Eventually, the lifeguard would blow their whistle, signaling for everyone to clear the water. It will then be their task to scan the pool for problems, and it would be the absolute worst day of their life to discover the horror of you completely limp and still suctioned to the drain. They might dive in to try and bring you to the surface, only to discover that you are stuck by the jaws of life. If they are able to understand what went wrong, they can shut off the drain suction to retrieve you, but that honestly may be above their pay grade. Thank you, my true crime cupcakes, for joining me for another death exploration. 
I will be back at this time next week with my next Halloween episode. I cannot wait. Until then.